following all adulting adults. You're tuning into The Grown Up Podcast, a show I created to talk about the struggles of the new millennium and share different perspectives in order to make sense of being a grown up. Along the way, I search for independent music, businesses, and individuals who make a way for themselves in the content creating industry via podcasts, books, blogs, vlogs, and more to show that we should support each other's ideas instead of tear them down. Tune into the podcast monthly and don't forget to follow me to stay up on new artists, new adventures, oh yeah, and more grown up shit. Now, let's get to the episode. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. You just turned on. You just naturally on the wave. You just naturally on the wave. Better known as. Good everybody my name is d and welcome back to grown up where you already know what we do we talk about life being a grown-up all of that snazzy stuff that comes with adulting and i also sprinkle independent music in there and i give you guys a little bit of insight to the artist behind the music uh so today joining me i have a brand new artist his music is going to be featured very soon in the upcoming episodes of the podcast because he has an album that we will be talking about he's dropping soon so um I'm going to let him introduce himself. He's going to say his name, where he's from, the genre of music that he does, and of course, how long he's been doing music. So welcome to the podcast. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm uh, I'm Alex. I perform under the stage name Your Man Alex Smith, and I'm from Brisbane, Australia, and I've been doing music for nine years now, about to be 10 years next year. (laughs) Wow. Okay. All right. So that clearly leads me to my first question. Tell us how you got started with making music. Who has been some of your influences along the way? Take us through that. Uh, Well, I think in terms of uh, influences and stuff, my my dad and my mom uh, were big, big music lovers. And they always playing music through the house all the time. Uh, okay. So I got a healthy love of classic rock and Queen and Pink Floyd and stuff. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I, that that kind of leads me to my next question. What's the kind of genre of music that is most popular? One, in your house, and then two, what do you think in Australia? Um, did you consider that when you decided to start making music? Was that like a part of your decision as well? Hmm. Um, I think, yeah, definitely in the house is all the the oldies, 80s and 90s kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of Australia, I, I think that 
kind of the the indie rock thing is what's going on. Okay. Uh, there's a radio station here called Triple J, and we kind of talk about like Triple J bait songs. So okay. anything with lots of reverb and shout choruses and stuff tends to be what's getting big. But I All right. didn't take that into consideration when I started because um, it wasn't the kind of music that I was into at the time, and I wanted to write the music I liked. So mm, while it okay. hasn't been great for like getting radio play, um, it has been good for my soul. <laughs> That's good. Hey, you have to do what's good for you and not sometimes for everybody else. Sometimes you're the only person that might get it. So I understand. Um, so your music sounds like a mixture of country and kind of alternative indie to me. Do you think that it's, as you kind of were touching on a little bit, um, is it harder for your music to get heard with your style? Have you received a good listening audience for the music that you produce? Yeah, I think it's it's difficult to sell because it's kind of a scattershot of uh, genres. Cause I like to, you know, I've got like an eighties, driving power ballad, I've got like a jazz duet, a uh, country song, I've got all these different genres and so when people are like, oh, what do you do? It's it's kind of hard to be like, oh, all of it and like, yeah. if you're playing a gig and there's people walking past, like they hear one song and they might be like, oh, I'm not really into country. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, come back, I have other genres. <laughs> so it's kind of like, if people listen, they tend to enjoy it, but uh, it's kind of yeah. hard to, to get into it at first because you're like, what is this? Yeah. Well, I enjoyed your new music that's coming out. Thank you. I appreciate you for sharing that with me. You guys will get to hear it soon. So don't worry. Don't fret. It's coming. Um, But I enjoyed it because that's as we've discussed before, it's part of my childhood. I kind of grew up listening to alternative type of rock, indie type of music. So I enjoyed your uh, music and I, you know, I hope others can catch on and and see that you're you're doing your thing. You know what I mean? So (laughs) Um, uh, of course Uh, so what has the process been like for you as an independent artist trying to get yourself out there has it been a consistent good outcomes or have you struggled still to kind of find yourself in the realm of music Um, I think it it doesn't help that I've taken very long gaps between releasing Mm, Yeah, Uh, it's been four years since this album and the last one uh, because I've always been very uh, songwriting focused and mm. I know there's a lot of bands um, they get out and they, they gig all the time mm-hmm. and I think there's kind of there's value to both of them uh, I think because I'm kind of a, a solo act with a band um, it's kind of tough obviously to get the band always to play every gig ever so yeah. I kind of have to pick the gigs that I play yeah um, which I think has made it difficult because even though uh, like every action I make in my life every day is always like, you know, I went to university to learn how to make music and like I, I work in this job to fund the album and like, mm-hmm. oh, I can't do that because I'm playing a gig. Even yeah. though in my private life, every step I'm taking is towards music. Publicly, it's like, oh, Alex has disappeared for like four years. Yeah. yeah. You really got to be in people's like mind to get that momentum to kind of keep ascending. So I'm trying to work on that at the moment. Yeah, I hear you. I'm actually in that same struggle right now. Um, I do the same, hold down a full-time job and, you know, try and consistently put out episodes every week. And I'm 
exhausting myself but in you know because i'm able to still consistently at least put out an episode every week i'm staying afloat but also in like you said your personal life i'm like drowning because i'm doing 12 hours and trying to keep up and bills and you know trying to stay consistent is very difficult so i understand your struggle as you can see i'm very tired right now so (laughs) i get it but we're we're making it we're pushing through um so how's your support system in your area with i mean of course you said your family is is supportive already so how's the support system with outside um yeah well i've been i've been really lucky um i i have a, a patreon and i've a lot of people i wouldn't have expected to support my music have mm. um and i think it, it really it kind of helps fight slash increases the imposter syndrome yeah so on the one hand it's like well people must like my music if they're willing to support me in this way but also then it's like maybe they think i'm something i'm not maybe the more content <laughs> i release the more they'll see that i'm actually just a hack and i'm not worthy of their support <laughs> so i think that's just the musician thing right yeah i mean yeah we're we're in our heads you know most of the time i'm working on the patreon part too so yeah i understand um so take us through a studio session with you i hear live instruments in your music so do you start with that do you work and then work your way to the rest of you know the sound or do you have lyrics written already or you know things like that take us through that well i usually do the the skeleton of the song Mm -hmm. i'll usually write over a period of like weeks because um, my job is very repetitive and I have a lot of time to myself to just think. Um, so once I've got a skeleton, then I'll whip up like a demo in my home studio, um, like a lot of MIDI piano and strings and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, depending on how much effort I want to do on it, because I, I send it to my producer and mm-hmm. he and I collaborate and he'll usually be like, that bit's bad, I'm going to re-record it. So like, if I know he's gonna re-record it, I'm like, all right, well, I'll just lay down a yeah. guitar. Um, but then I'll send it to my producer and he and I will back and forth. He'll be like, how about this? And I'll say, oh, how about this? And I'll add a bit. And then I'll add some you know, harmonies and stuff. And then I'll go up to his studio in Mulaney um, and we'll kind of do a bit more hands-on, like when you need immediate feedback kind of stuff, where it's like, what yeah. about this? How about this? Um, and I'll, I'll usually spend like an eight hour day recording vocals for every song um, just because I'm not a stellar musician uh, and (laughs) I'm not an incredible vocalist. I think my strength lies in the songwriting, Uh, but of of the things that are entirely mine, uh, my voice is. So I really want to get that right. Um, Okay. All right. So essentially, how long does it take you to make one song? I mean, technically, the the Cowboy song, uh, a line that people seem to really like, I was writing in like 2013, but I did put it aside for like many years. Okay. Um, And then, yeah, it's it's a tough one. Each song is very different. Like I wrote a song on uh, Crazy Days, my first EP, Mm -hmm. which I wrote in a day. (laughs) And everyone was like, yeah, everyone was like, oh, that's my favorite from that EP. (laughs) And I was like, uh. (laughs) 
<laughs> I wrote this one in a day and others you spend years. That's that's yeah. such a dynamic, like, and people don't realize that when you are trying to go independent, like it, that is, is exactly how it can fluctuate. Like yeah. it could go from, I can make this in a day to it's gonna take me a minute because the vibe isn't right with this one. So I, yeah, I get you. And hopefully people start to understand that you still should support you know because that gives us the fuel to maybe one day when we wake up we can finish that you know and it could be a quicker or whatever with support so i get you all right so finally we've come to the album so you have a new album releasing on june 18th correct Yes. Okay. And it's called Slow Burn. Again, thank you for letting me preview. It was awesome. I loved it. Uh, so how did you compose this album as far as inspiration? How long did it take? Give us kind of a rundown of that. Uh, well, I had gone through a painful experience mm. uh, that I wanted to talk about, but I didn't want to talk about it in such detail that people listening would be like, oh, this album is about his story. I think I just wanted to draw from uh, something that happened and get the emotions out of it so that, mm -hmm. you know, maybe people who had gone through a similar thing could be like, oh, I relate and I understand. Mm -hmm. But also people who were just, you know, in the in the market for a fun song could be like, oh yeah, this is, this is a bop. Um, <laughs> I've been writing it since 2017. <laughs> okay. Um, but I think probably two years was writing, one year, one and a half years was funding and making the thing. Mm -hmm. And then uh, and then it was gonna launch 2020, but wasn't really a great yeah. year for launching music that year. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah. All right, all right. I could hear the story in the in in your in your vocals. You definitely brought through that experience of the emotion that you were feeling with that. I, I heard that. So you definitely hit whatever that the mark that you wanted to hit. You hit that mark. So uh, definitely applaud and, and kudos to you for that. Um, so has there been any obstacles that you've had to face along the way with pursuing music? Of course, we've talked about a few things, financials and uh, writer's block and, you know, things like that. So and my podcast is all about talking about the obstacles in life and overcoming them. So what helped you overcome them? Maybe who helped you and, you know, things like that? Um, I think, yeah, it's definitely the people have helped mm -hmm. uh, because I I have undertaken some big financial commitments because I because I know we, we already mentioned the finances but damn yeah. the finances yes. have been a big one oh, I've been yes. living on like $50 a week for the past I hear you. like two years <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. and I, I think that there were some people who were like uh, I can't I can't watch you do this to yourself and then mm. bailed out of my life, mm. which was difficult because I thought that we were very good friends, especially because I didn't feel like I was asking them for anything. Mm -hmm. um, but then there were some people who just were there for me. And like, you don't need to give someone money to be a good friend, you know? Yeah, like, definitely. You just got to be there for them. And um, 
I, it really like it, it's always such a cliche thing, but it really helped me figure out who my real friends were. <laughs> uh, but you know, yeah, it did. no, it's the truth. Like sometimes the cliche things are actually the truth, and we have to hear them from a different perspective. You know, and your situation going through that, I understand. Like, yeah, it's true. Maybe it's cliche, but yeah, it showed you who your real people are, who are the ones that are actually going to be there for you. And same, I, we're, we're going through the same thing because podcasting, <laughs> making music, it's all independent. So I yeah. hear you. I'm again going through the same type of struggle so i love doing these interviews and connecting and finding that we're going through the same struggles and here people this is what we're going through you know so keep supporting and keep you know lifting us up because that's all we have in this life so um has anyone ever told you i know you just kind of touched on a little bit to stop doing music to pick a, a career that's going to make you more money of course that's that's always the first one um i feel like like way 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 back in like nine years ago i think and i could be remembering it wrong but i feel like my parents mm. may have gently been like man you can't sing mm. <laughs> uh and I, I think my my friends were also like yeah these songs are bad um, and they were correct. I, I also have a podcast looking at how bad my first songs were. So like, <laughs> they were all correct. Um, but, uh, but also those same people are now supporting me. And like, mm. you know, I think it's, it's a thing of like, just cause someone is bad now, like getting good is inevitable. It's mm-hmm. just a matter of at what point you give up, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just kind of touched on this a little bit with my previous interview that I did that he kind of we were on that topic in in the same sense of that you should still keep supporting even if you're telling them like, no, this isn't a good one because eventually, like you said, you can't get good. Everything takes practice. So if you don't give up and you believe in yourself and this is exactly what you want to do and you keep pursuing it, eventually your dreams will come true. So hard work does pay off. All the cliches, we're going to say it here. Hard work pays (laughs) off. (laughs) Um, All right. Well, thank you so much. We're going to be wrapping up here Um, in the future where do you want to take your music do you want to maybe switch up your sound or add more collaborations if you want collaborations who would you want to collaborate with you know things like that um well yeah i mean now that i've kind of set this horrible bar of how much money i can pump into the project mm-hmm. once the uh the contracts fall away and that's just money that i can spend mm-hmm. i'm like all right well now i can put this much money into the project and i want to make music videos and just like youtube stuff and i want to tour to exciting new places and uh so many cool things oh i also want to try and i want to try and turn this one into like a theater show because i think okay. it could, i think it could go that way but uh, oh there's a cat in my gun um <laughs> i think uh, i think it could go well but um okay. we'll see we'll see what happens i've got i also i just graduated uni in theory so oh okay congratulations have, that's awesome thank you. <laughs> so i'll have, have more time have you connect <laughs> have you connected with any other independent artists um i have through my podcast because I have guests on there. Um, But also just generally when you play gigs, 
um, you know, you kind of you bump elbows and you're like, hey, it's nice to meet you. And then like yeah. you're kind of friends afterwards. So yeah okay all right well thank you again for joining me here on the podcast i have a quick hot seat i want to put you in are you ready yes all right there are four quick questions and you're just going to say the answer for me okay so okay favorite artist right now queen okay favorite tourist attraction that you are burnt out of oh uh noosa (laughs) Okay, okay. Everyone, you can look that up afterwards and you can see what he's talking about. (laughs) Favorite Australian food dish? Oh, man. Uh, I can't even think of Australian food dishes. (laughs) We have no culture. (laughs) Oh, my God. I got nothing. Oh, my God. Okay, favorite favorite food? Oh, uh, chicken schnitzel. Okay, all right. All right, last one. Favorite thing to do when you're not making music? Uh, oh, probably just, uh, I've gotten into the habit of watching Futurama and eating Okay, <laughs> that's, that's good. That's taking time for yourself when you yeah. really need it. So that's not too bad. Other, other people do worse things. <laughs> 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 well, this wraps up the interview for the Naturally on a Wave segment. If you have any final words you want to leave for the audience, you can do that. If you want any personal shout outs, you can say that as well. And of course, please don't forget to tell us your social medias where they can follow you and watch out for your album and tell them where they can stream your album when it is out. Well, uh, thank you very much for having me. I'm your man, Alex Smith, on all the, uh, the social media platforms and uh, Spotify, Bandcamp, and iTunes, everywhere that streams music is where you can find me. Just search your man, Alex Smith. Uh, Slow Bones coming out June 18th. And oh, I, I forgot the, the things. Um, <laughs> but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Any final words you want to leave for them? Any encouragement for their, maybe if they want to join an independent path? Sure. Uh, well, uh, everyone who was the best in the world at something was a complete beginner at some point. And you can be, I believe that everyone in the entire world has the possibility to become the absolute best at anything. You just got to keep doing it and you just got to believe in yourself. Yes, I absolutely agree. Well, thank you for those amazing words to end us with. I appreciate you for joining me on the podcast today. And of course, we're going to have you back on here, right? Yeah. All right. Awesome. Thank you again for reaching out and uh, the connection is there. So we're going to have you back here. Your music is going to get played. You guys, please go and check out his album, Slow Burn, again, out June 18th. Mm-hmm. All right. And it's going to be streaming everywhere. So you guys, please go and check him out. Follow him. Of course, you know, his links will be in the description. And I appreciate you again for joining me. So you guys, that is Grown Up Podcast, Natural in a Wave. Stay safe, be kind, and we are out. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.